feels perfect Other days it just ain't working The good, the bad, the right, the wrong And everything in between So it's crazy, amazing We can turn our heart through the words we say Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak life Well, first of all, he was supposed to barbecue 
and he should know by now if he was going to do that, we would have had to start like Saturday because I like to get everything ready, get the meat. And he was like, well, wait a minute, I didn't say you were going to barbecue. <laughs> he texted me Sunday morning. Well, he called, and I didn't answer, and then he texted and said, what about the barbecue? I'm like, what about it? It's too late. And then, uh, of course, we called back, and I was explaining, well, we would have had to do this yesterday, get it all together. He was like, no, I wasn't saying you. I was saying me. It's not much I need to do to get it together. But I was like, no, can't do that. So long story short, <laughs> I ended up cooking, um, which – I kind of wanted to do anyway because it kind of takes care of everybody that I wanted to honor, is, you know, my mother and and Miss Erlene, my my spiritual mom, and and some others came over. So uh, and so, Brandon was like, "Well, what do you want?" And I said, "I just want ice cream from Sonic. Can we just go and eat ice cream at Sonic?" And so that's what we did last night. We were there uh, late last night eating ice cream sitting at Sonic, and it was just the best time. So. It's just the simple things, um, Rodney, that just mean so much uh, to me. So I'm the kind of one rose girl rather than the 12. So <laughs> there you have it. That was my mother's day. <laughs> so there you have it. I had an awesome time. Just glad to be here and, and, and see it. And Brandon's birthday is today. No. Is that what I saw on Facebook earlier today? Was it Brandon's birthday? Oh, right. You, you got too much going on. <laughs> Did you really? Because <laughs> it's not not my Brandon. Or may, maybe that was a Mother's Day post. Oh, the post of with all the pictures of Brandon? Yeah. Oh, no. I was just saying that I'm thankful to have had this opportunity to be a mom to this young man. Oh. Okay, yeah. I, had, I had it twisted. You got it twisted. I had, I, I, I had it twisted. <laughs> so. I was like, is but it Brandon's birthday too? No, no, no. That would have been so cool right after Mother's Day. But, no, he's an August <laughs> baby. He's an August baby. Okay. Um, but happy belated Mother's Day, I guess, to, to all the mothers. Uh, I, I actually intended to post something out there yesterday. I don't know what changed all of that, but because typically I, I try not to get so caught up in it because I don't I don't feel I can be consistent enough with it, and I don't want to wish mothers <clears throat> and forget the fathers. So I I intended to at least put something on there yesterday. But happy Mother's Day! I'm not let's take belated out because when you're a mother and father and you're doing it, it's every day. So happy Mother's Day to you all. Happy Father's Day too. How about that? Happy <laughs> to everybody. So I hope you all <laughs> made the best of it. I mean, right, Rodney? If you're doing it right, it, it's every day for you. You, know, you never stop. It's every day. It's every day. Um, so wanted to get that out. But we have uh, just a great show for you guys. This is, as Rodney and I started talking before the show, it is just a very interesting topic because you, it's so many places that you can go with this. And we don't have a, a just a designated place, at least I don't, Rodney, you might, because we, we've not had a chance to talk about it at all. But um, I don't have just a specific place that I want to go with it other than, and I think that's just the gist of, of Butterfly Evolution, bringing it back back to who you are, um, who you are in this world and, and what are you doing in this world and how are you perceiving it. 
and then taking that and trying to bring some understanding to your reality, to your life, to your today. Um, and, of course, in order to do that, especially when, we, when you're talking about perception and, and reality, your perception and your reality, because I want to make sure that we do keep, keep it at least there, um, getting first an understanding of your very own perception and where, where that comes from, why, and how, where, wherever you are, what led to it. Um, I want to start out with a quote that some of you may or may not have any think that it have anything to do with with this, but but I do. So for that reason, I'm going I'm going to read it. Um, the author <laughs> the author is Ezra Miller, and it goes like this: Everybody feels like an outcast because the world is so large and every fingerprint is so vastly different from one another, and yet we have these standards and beliefs and dogmatic systems of judgment and ranking in almost all the societies of the world. And that was interesting to me because when I think about perception, when I think about reality, and I'm, and I'm thinking about me, just as I said, I want this to be about you tonight, no one else, because the, very, the, the one reason I think we are where we are today is because we, we try to force our ways, our opinion, opinions, our doings, our beliefs on others, and we just we have this box of, of us, this box full of us, of our stuff, our things, our beliefs, our ways, the way we want people to be, the way we want them to respond to us. Um, but is that really possible? And what I find people, what, what, what I find that people want many of the things that they're not willing to give. So, for instance, if you, if you feel like an outcast, are you making people feel like an outcast? Because the quote started out, everybody feels like an outcast because the world is so large. So if you feel like an outcast, are you making people feel that way through um, your own perceptions that have become your reality, because what may be right for me may be wrong for you, and vice versa. What may be wrong for me may be right for you, for your path. And I'm not talking. I'm not. I'm not bringing in the big picture of um, our Creator, because that's a whole other topic. If we take it there, we're all really kind of lost, because I feel we pushed. We've allowed the world to push God so far out of everything almost until that belief system is so stagnated, it's so different across the board um, when it comes to just some things that are right and wrong. Like Rodney was talking briefly before we started about treating people right. Um, And treating people right also means validating who they are, regardless of if you like it or not, but at least validating that your opinion is based on your perception, which has become your reality. Um, I was talking to a young man, and he did not know that uh, Brandon had gotten married. And so he asked me uh, where, and I told him that, you know, Brandon had gotten married in, in Mexico. And his first question was, why? Why did he go to Mexico to get married? And my <laughs> first thought was, well, I think because it's his marriage, <laughs> that's where he wanted. But I, you know, but that, <laughs> but even even down to the things that are so personal for people, people find themselves wanting it, wanting to make it about them. And so, yeah. 
that to me is just it is just amazing. And 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 I feel, matter of fact, there's a book that I read, um, the cloud of unknowing. And in this book, it said, humility is the true knowledge of oneself as one is. And I think we're so caught up in trying to make people who we are and do what we want them to do when we don't know who we are or what we want to do in our own lives. And so that's the kind of perception and reality that I want to talk about tonight or at least hit on. It's about you, about identifying your personal beliefs, your belief structure, your, your belief system that has led you to such a place because if we all be honest, we're still searching for something while we have this huge reality of, of, of a life that we have no control over. Because if we really mm. think about it, we have no control over anything other than how we respond or react to that thing. Nothing else. You can get up and prepare for rain in the morning, get your rain boots out, your coat and everything for the rain, and you because they said it's gonna rain and you can walk out and it's cloudy. It's it's sunniest sunniest day ever. We have no control over anything or anybody, and no right to impose on anything or anybody. So um, that's kind of where my thought was going, Rodney. So shed some light on 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 where you are with this. Tammy, I'm actually uh, on the same page as you, um, and, and just, I guess, taking some brief notes on this topic. One of the things, uh, one of the points that I wanted to try to make tonight, and I think that you touched on it, is because our perception is our reality, we should never get mad with people about their opinions, whether it be politics, religion, homosexuality, because what people perceive is based on what is real to them. And for everybody, that's going to be the same to a certain extent, and that's going to be different to a certain extent. And so it's best to hear people out, and it is better to ask questions when you're listening to people or having conversations than it is to confirm or what that it is, I wouldn't say confirm, condone or condemn them. It's best to just hear people out and people make comments whether you agree or disagree. Because even when I agree with my students, I still ask them, why do you believe this? Or why did you approach this situation this way? Because I just want to hear their line of thinking when it comes to this matter. Because their way of getting to the correct answer may not be my way. So they can teach me and at the same time teach their classmates because there's so many things that go into getting the right answer. Now, some things are just, you know, straight to the point. If you asked me to get to Memphis, Tennessee, Tammy, you gave me your address 
and said, Rodney, I'm hosting mm-hmm. a dinner. I want you to come. And then you said uh, you invited Trent. You invited Anthony. You invited Tondra. You invited Miss Herlene. We all may have, even if we start at the same point, <clears throat> we all may have different routes we take to get there. Why? Because I'm going to think my route is the shortest. Somebody else may think their route is the shortest. Somebody's going to say, well, maybe I could take a bus. Maybe I could take a train. But what's important is that we all get to the dinner. And I think we lose sight of the end result because we get focused on the specific details. And even when we disagree with people, it's important to find out, it's more important to find out how someone drew a conclusion than it is to readily disagree. Just because I think someone is a great presidential candidate, it doesn't mean that you have to. You should want to know why I think this person is a great presidential candidate. I should want to know why you think that they are. And you can always tell when people don't really have, I guess, any substance to go along with what they have to say because the the conversation goes sideways very quickly. You can always tell when people want other people to agree with them. Well, why is it that you don't like her? I just don't like her. They have no reason. But your perceptions come from somewhere. They come from your reality. Whether or not you're willing to share that publicly is a whole other story. But they come from somewhere. So then my question is, what is your perspective based on? Where do your thoughts come from? Because our reality is based on teachers, and I don't just mean the people that work in schools, but I mean parents, grandparents, people in the neighborhood, your friends. Who are the people that are educating you? That's where your perspective comes from. What are your experiences in life? What books have you read? Because all of these things shape our perspective. You take a you take a teacher from the Midwest, not Chicago, but let's say you take a teacher from Nebraska and you put them in D.C. That's going to be a completely different situation for their teacher. Why? Because Nebraska and D.C. are just two different places. And so what do you do when you're in a new environment? What do you do when there's a new situation? What do you do when there are people around you that you're not used to seeing? I work with quite a few teachers from western Pennsylvania, and they always say there aren't a lot of black people in western Pennsylvania. 
But here they are, and there are no Hispanics, but here they are in the school district. That's mostly Hispanics and black. What do you do? So I think those things we have to keep in mind as, as we talk about perception and reality. Hey, Rodney, I think you said something so, a couple of things, but but two of them really stood out. And I'll start with your last one um, about, you know, a teacher that is teaching in another city state, um, whole other surrounding. But I remember, it is so true, I remember uh, when I when I had moved to Florida, Florida, and it was at the time when I moved there, it was, it was, it was Fort Walton Beach and beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place. And I moved there from North Carolina, um, also yeah. a beautiful place, but missing, of course, uh, Fort Walton had some things that, that Fort, the, the place in, in, in North Carolina that I came from, of course, did not have. But I remember mm-hmm. one day in, in particular going to the grocery store, and there were so many things that I was used to being able to buy at the grocery store that Florida just did not have. And I remember wanting yeah. to just stand in the middle of the floor and just cry because I was so accustomed to these things and I wanted them. They were a part of me. They were a part of my life yeah. and my cooking yeah. life. And I wanted those things. And I just could not, at that time, I just could not believe that I'm in this place, does not ha- did not have the things I needed to cook with, that I wanted to use. <laughs> um, and and that that. I allowed that to fester. That was one more thing on the list to make me hate this place. This place mm-hmm. that people drive hours and spend much money to come and visit. Like people just paid to come to this area. Right, right. I was 15 minutes from Destin, Florida, if that. And pe- and I'm so I started to to just get a list of things that gave me a reason to hate this place. And that was one of them. <laughs> The second, crazy, sounds crazy now, of course. But then it was my perception, it was my reality, and I wanted to hear nothing. I, I was done. The, the second thing, you, I think you started off with this one about if I was having something here and I invited people, you and Trent and Anthony, of course, people, Tondra and Sterling, they're all going to be coming to this place uh, to have fellowship or whatever we're doing. They're all going to get here. However, they're all coming from different locations. So they're going to have to have their own directions. They're, they're, they're going to have to map their route based on their starting point. And, mm-hmm. and I think we forget that and in, in, so get so caught up in our own perception, which is, is, is really people, the perception that we, that we the perception of things or, or our reality really is just a way of giving meaning to who we are and the environment that we're in and where we come from. And the reason I feel that's so dangerous because many of us have no clue who we are or where, or, or we want to, I guess I would, I guess we don't want to deal with who we are. We're so people focused to the point where, well, you need to be like this and you need to be like this or do this this way because this is the way I'm doing it. But you have to understand, not everyone has, has your experiences. They don't see the world as you see it through your eyes and cannot because of the differences, where they live, 
as Rodney mentioned, the teacher, a teacher going somewhere else and, and may have, she or he, he or she may have issues because of the culture, of the environment. And some, we will look at that sometimes and just judge the person, not really allowing yourself to get to know each other. Rodney asked, when in sel- what, what, what books have you read? Where, what places have you visited? I'll ask you another one. When is the last time you spent time with someone that's not like you? When have you shared life stories with someone that is so different from you um, that it will either, either connect you or divide you? And I think if we just sit down and share those different perceptions and the reality that has come from that, this world would be so much better. But we're so distracted by um, division based on your zip code, based on your color, based on what car you drive, what, how, what you wear, still all to do with perceptions becoming your reality. Uh, I, the, the, half, the glass half full, half empty, I think, is the best picture or visualization to explain this because some people, wrong or right, some people will look at that glass and say half full. Some people look at half empty. Some of those same people that said half full, some of them may say, okay, well, at least I have half full, I can work with this. Some of them that see it half full may say, but because it's half full, I can't work with it. Wrong or right. But all that has to do with their perception of life, what their teaching, their upbringing, their environment. And we have to be respectful as we want to others just as we want them to be to us. Mm-hmm. In that matter, I, I agree with you, Tammy, and and I'm going to jump into, uh, I guess, a very hot topic that we probably uh, <laughs> we might lose some folks, but uh, <laughs> you're good at that. Right? Go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go to religion. And I'm not just going to go to religion. I'm going to go to the Bible because I feel like, for the most part, and, I, and I'm not going to say everybody because I know we've had uh, people on people to tune in that, you know, were not believers in the Bible or don't read the Bible. But for the most part, I think people do who, who, who listen to this show. And here's my thing. Have you taken the time to read the Bible for yourself? Mm-hmm. Are there scriptures in the Bible that you are not even aware are there? Is it because you go to church, you get the word, or you listen to the pastor? And that's the end of your relationship with the Lord. And when you read the scriptures, are you reading it with the understanding that is presented to you on Sunday morning? Or are you actually getting the understanding that God wants you to get? I'm going to start off with a few, Tammy, and I want you to jump in. But I'm just okay. going to start off with a, I'm just going to start off with a few scriptures in the Bible, based on my reality 
and things that I've heard, the way that, that I've heard things put. But they changed when I got away from <clears throat> the distractions of man or the distraction of church. And I'm going to start with Revelations 12. And I'm going to kind of read uh, several scriptures here just so people can uh, can kind of get where I'm going with this. I'm going to start with um, verse 7. And it says, And there was, a, there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. For those of you who may or may not know, this Michael was like the <clears throat> highest angel, and here he's fighting with the Satan is trying to take over. And it says that Satan lost, and there was no place found for him anymore in heaven. But then if you read verse 9, it kind of contradicts, I don't know about anybody else on the show, but it contradicts what I was brought up believing. It says, and the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan. So we know exactly who this is referring to, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Why is it that people constantly refer to the devil being in hell, Tammy, when clearly the Bible says when the devil was thrown out of heaven, he wasn't sent to hell. He was sent to earth. Rodney, you make a great point. I'll, take it. I'll go right back to where it, it, you said earlier. I think you started out saying about the churchgoers going and are they re- basically are they really studying the Bible for themselves? Are they going to church, getting the word, that's it, no more word until Sunday? If that is the mm-hmm. case, then, and then I'm going to come back to your question. If that is the case, then your perception of what you believe is based upon whoever your pastor is or whoever you're listening to based upon their perception and their relationship with God mm-hmm. or their agreement mm-hmm. with God. And I feel that is that another major reason um, or important reason people are, we are so judgmental towards each other because number one, we don't really know going back to who we are, what we believe and why. And we're also missing we brought this up a little bit earlier as well for those who came in later. We're also missing the creator. We've, we've, we've allowed the world, the system, to take God out of everything, even out of schools, even out of schools where we have our babies. And then we mm-hmm. wonder why they're running rampant everywhere. So going back to this, I just think people really don't know. They're not studying the word for themselves. And one reason is is because we don't want to be held accountable. It goes back to what I said earlier. True humility is the true knowledge of oneself as one is. 
Some mm-hmm. of us don't want to know who we are. We don't want to know the truth of the word. We don't want to read it because we don't want to be held. We have this sick thought that if we don't read it, we're not going to be held accountable. If we don't know, we're not going to be held accountable. But it says the gate is narrow. Maybe there's a reason why. Because it, it doesn't need to be wide because there won't be many going through it. Tammy, so you know you what? Have to get, uh, what? What's that? My best friend, uh, I think, for what you just said, my best friend, I thought, had the best analogy for that. And he said, people who think that they will not be held responsible for not knowing something should go to a state that they've never been to and break the law and see if their ignorance gets them out of trouble. (laughs) Or think about people who have AIDS. Just because you don't know somebody has AIDS that doesn't exempt you from getting it. You can't tell AIDS, oh, well, I ain't know she had it. It doesn't exempt you. Ignorance does not exempt you. I just wanted to throw that in real quick. Okay. I have a question for you, Annie. Um, and, and, and doing some research, I, I uh, came across, I guess it was it was stating that be, your behavior and actions are based on what um, a person's perception is or reality. So the behavior and their actions is based on on their perception or what their perception and their reality is. What do you think of that? I thought that was. I mean, it's kind of one of those things you you. You know, but to hear it, to read it, and to read more about it, as you think about the behavior of people and our actions. Um, Say that one more time, Tammy. Say that one more time. We're speaking about behavior and okay, behavior and actions are based on a person's perception and their reality. So when we think about um, the behavior of people today, the actions of people. Um, particularly if we want to just take it even with our young people. Um, I see young people doing things today that just seems seems so unreal to me for mm-hmm. people of, of, of age 16, 17. So you start to, as I read that, I start to wonder about our, the perception of our young people, what their reality is. If we are looking at their their behavior and their actions, and then we're we're trying to figure out what is your what is your perception of life? What's your reality? What are, what are you thinking about life? Because so so much of that, I'm wondering what are what are we what are we teaching them? What are they not learning? What are they not getting? What are the basics that they're missing? Because perception reality is is this. Whatever your perception is, it becomes your reality. And I have learned to respect that, and I'm still learning to respect that. However, when you throw in behavior and actions into it, when you throw those two words into it, it changes the game for me, especially looking at our young people. And old ones as well. But 
I think uh, your behavior is <clears throat> it is direct, directly related to your perception and your reality. And the reason why I say that is people only talk about things that they care about. People only do things that fit their beliefs or what they believe they have to do in order to get by. So, for example, you think about kids. If a child, if in a child's mind, they are not going to college, do you think they're going to care about their grades? And if they don't care about their grades, are they going to care about how much work they do? Because that's their reality. I had a kid uh, in the past who didn't do anything, but he didn't think that he had to do anything because in his mind, he was going to be a plumber. Why? Because his dad was a plumber, and his dad didn't have much education. So if my dad is a plumber, and doesn't have much education. Why do I need much education if I'm just going to be a plumber? So I think that our behaviors and our our words are connected to our perception, to our reality. Mm-hmm. Because even in the Bible it says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And nothing can come out of you unless it's already in you. So when things come out of us, it's because those things are in our hearts. Especially, and the key word is abundance. So there, there, there is such thing as a mistake or an accident. But our behaviors are connected. I was gonna say that reminds me of the quote, We see the world we see the world not as it is, but but as we are. Going mm-hmm. back to, to knowing who you are. And I can't put enough emphasis on taking time to really find out what you've been taught, <laughs> how what you've seen has affected you. Uh, where you are in life and what actions and behavior um, in your life led to that based on your upbringing, what you've seen, uh, what you've gone through, um, that determines what we start to believe and putting it back on our babies, always taking it back there. You guys, we have to do better with teaching them um, even even Ronnie, as you talk about the plumber, it makes me think about how many kids um, are already so good at 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 their purpose, yet we will um, kind of take it, snatch it from them because the world has has taught us that if you don't if you can't do this, um, you're nothing, or if you don't do even if you don't go to school and get a four, a, a four year degree, knowing that. 
that's not for everybody. Not every kid we'd like for it to be, but even if they did, then who's going to get, is, is it going to be enough jobs? We have we have kids now who will say, why do I need to go to college? I know so many people who've gone and, and they make less than I do, or they can't find a job. And, and yet we'll have a kid who's very good at fixing something at a very early age, but we won't embrace that because we've allowed the perception of what we've been taught of what we see to say, oh, this is not good enough, yet we still need mechanics. Cars break down. Instead of pushing this young baby to say, hey, let's get you in front of, with, with the owner of a, of a, you know, repair place. Let's get you started here. We will judge, even at a young age, allowing, allowing that child to give up on hope, which goes back to what you said. If, if they think that I don't have what it takes or I don't want to go to college, I want to be, a, be on my own mechanic shop. Let's embrace that. But people will judge that, yet when your car breaks down, you need a good mechanic. Mm-hmm. So we become so wishy-washy in our, in our, wishy-washy in our thinking, in our thought process, and putting people in our box rather than just eliminating the box and recognizing that, again, we have control over nothing other than how we respond to whatever it is. I think that and we that are in really the reality. You think yeah. that we're well rotten? I think that we are in survival mode more so than living mode. We are more willing to do what it takes to survive rather than what it takes to live and to live freely. And so we are afraid to find out what it means to live. Because if I find out what it means to live, that might go against what mama said. That might go against what the pastor says. It might cost me to lose a a few friends. And so I'm afraid to take these steps. But I think that Bonnie, what percentage of the people do you feel is really living? What what would if you had to to say what percentage of people are truly living or have come to a place where they know what that means? What percentage of people would you say is embracing that? I would say less than five percent, and that's being generous. Oh wow. And the reason why I say that is because the more I look at the people around me, the more I look at the people on TV, the more I read about people, not many people are living. They're surviving. How many people do you hear or see commenting on social media about their hatred for Mondays. 
There are a lot of people that I see. To me, if you have that much of a problem with Mondays, you're just surviving. And they're going to have the same problem with Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, too. Because one day exactly. doesn't change the game, or it should not. One day, if you're truly living and you are you are at that place of humility, I cannot say that enough, where the knowledge of yourself as you are is known to you, then every day should be, regardless of, of what happens, because things are going to happen. Life is certainly going to happen. And, again, we have no control over the things that will occur because things are just going to happen, fair and unfair. But how you deal with them becomes the, the, the main focus and, 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 I guess, the results of, of that particular situation. But we just really have to get to a point where we know who we are and, and the one thing I used to tell Brandon, be unapologetically you. Whoever that is, be unapologetically about it because you'll find yourself trying to be this, well, you would not trying. You will, you will be this person with these people or at this place um, so often until you lose sight of who you are. And that's, that 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 I feel is a true reality that you you many people are operating in that in that sense as well goes back to what you were saying Rodney not truly living how can you if you don't know who you're going to have to be because you're you're this way here you're this way there you're this way here with that person but if you're back here with another person then you're another way and so we lose sight of who we are but all the time trying to change someone else's perception and reality, not really knowing your own, taking it back to the direction. If you don't know where you are, Rodney, if you didn't know where you were and I invited you to my place without direction, you're not going to get here because you don't know where you're starting. You don't know where you are to start. Even if I gave you direction and you don't know where you are, you don't know, you, you, you may get here a lot later. You may get here, but it will be a lot later. Why would I even want to get there? What would be my motivation? And somebody told me a long time ago, <clears throat> the same people who can make you happy are the same people who can make you sad. So if your happiness, your freedom, doesn't come from within, you are not happy and you are not free. Think about slavery. How many slaves wanted to go back into slavery when they were granted their freedom? Because it was just that easy. It was much easier for them just to turn around why? Because they were enslaved so long. They were bound so long. It was just much easier. Rather than to be free, I'd rather stick to what I already do, to what I'm already used to. 
I wonder how many people listening to this call, Tammy, will challenge their perceptions or challenge their sources. And how many people will try to create a new reality for themselves? And while I have this moment, I'm going to share this testimony. Excuse me. I did not become a free man until I decided to step away from the church physically. My relationship with God with God was fine. And it has never wavered. In fact, it got stronger when I did leave. <clears throat> but I knew I was free because when I left the church I got very, very uncomfortable. And I was only uncomfortable because I was outside of my comfort zone. It wasn't what I was used to. The thoughts, the new thoughts that I had, they didn't add up. But I had to remind myself that I only had those new thoughts because I was now reading the Bible for myself. And when I started doing that and I got all of the things out of my head that I had been taught, everything was different. Everything was different. And I said, oh, my goodness, I've been living like this for the past 24 years. And without those distractions, and I'm not encouraging anybody to stop going to church, but what I'm saying is when I no longer had any distractions or people telling me what I should think or people telling me what I should believe, things changed. And I began to see God in a different light. I began to see people in a different light. Everything was different. And I also lost a lot of people because what they wanted me to believe, I didn't believe it. Or I said, I think differently. And they didn't like it. And you added, you know, so you and I are at the same place with that. Right now, I was going to say you and I are at the same place with that. And, again, we're, I, I'm definitely not because I'm one. I, I, I absolutely love church, and I'm actually at a place in my life where I'm, I'm longing for for that. But but I was also, I also came to that place where Rodney was where I felt I'm just not getting it. I'm just, I'm not. Whatever it is, I am not getting it, and I am certain that it's not here. And some people will say, well, you were just at the wrong church. I've, I've, not, I've, I've come across some great churches, and I've come across some where I think we should shut down, period, lock the doors, and people should never come back. So but, but getting <laughs> to a place to where, I mean, seriously, and, and that's another thing. We don't want to speak truth anymore, regardless of what that is. Speak your reality. It's a way to do it. And then if someone wants, don't be offended by it, which is, which is the next place I wanted to go. Don't be offended when someone is speaking their reality. 
sit down and try to figure out what is it that brought you to this place. If it's so far from your reality, you might just learn something or you may be able to teach something. But we're not willing to endure a few offenses in order to understand someone. We'd rather just shut the door, oh, you're crazy, I don't want to deal with that, I'm not going to listen to that. And that is wrong. Because remember, a person's perception, in some sense, they may not have, have had any control over how they, how they come, have come to think this way, believe this way. Because we are taught as children, we are taught in how to think, how to act, what to say in most cases. And few of us embark upon that journey of true self-knowledge, and we, and we are unwilling to become unlearned for a moment. Doesn't mean you got to put away everything that you've been taught, but some things you do need to question. Because just looking back, we were we we were we were taught in some cases by a generation of emotionally deprived people. We have people still to this day. And I don't want to make this about race, but I'm going to say even to this day we have. I, I know a, a, a family whose mother will not get insurance from her daughter who owns an insurance company because she would rather keep it with the white man, literally. So, and I say that to say we were taught by people who were enslaved, not just with their body, but in their minds as well. So you have to find your own freedom, your own, learn to change your perception or to own your own perception. And in order to do that, you have to become unlearned in some places, in some things. You have to search that, that word for yourself and allow God to reveal himself to you through, his, through the Holy Spirit. You have to. And if you're not doing that, then you are not living. Whatever whatever method you choose, whatever Bible you choose, that let that be for you. I'm not telling you which to go by or which to study. Because again, my perception of that may not be your reality. My right road may not be your right road for that. And that's not for me to sum up. But we have to be willing to say, wait a minute, and own you. We can't go every Sunday and be taught the word and not learn it or hear the word and not learn it. Go back and study that scripture. Because we've gotten away from the day that where the word says raise a child in the way in which they should, should go. We've gotten away from that. That's not happening today. This is why you can, a 16-year-old will beat down an 80-year-old woman who could be his grandmother or her grandmother and have no conviction. That's their reality. So if you think this topic is, you know, not important, when you have 75% of youth walking around and that's their reality, how important would it be to you then? Because that could be your grandmother or your mother that they take out with no conviction, because that's their reality. They have nowhere else to go. That's it for them. 
So while we're judging them without understanding and saying, what can we do? Because we can't lock all of them up. Tammy, do you think that, that, that most people who are judgmental or who would rather, I don't know, uh, agree to get along or the people who want everybody to go along with them, do you think those people, um, how would you describe those people? Like when I think about people like that, I think about insecure people. They're egotistic people, Ronnie. I don't know if you remember, I think we did the show together, but I don't know the name of it, but it's called People. Now, I've said, brought this up many times about people of the lie, that they're so egotistic and they're so, um, and I don't want, want to make people like this sound, sound so bad because they're really hurting people. They're really people who have been beat down, in, in most cases, who have been beat down so much, who have not been validated in anything, who have feeling, who are dealing with fear, rejection, all these things. And so, in a sense, it goes back to the quote that I started out with, people just feel lost in this big world, and they're trying to find their way and their place. Sadly enough, mm. They think in order to do that, then I have to eliminate you. I have to, I have to make my perception your reality. Because if you don't believe how I believe, then you may not do what I need you to do for me to get me there. Or you may not back away so that I can get where I need to get. And so it really goes back to just what I put out there. You see, we see what we want to see. You see the world yes. not as it is, but as you are. And if you deal with who you are and your perceptions and what has become your reality, if you do it, it is not going to be an easy road. I'm still to this day learning. I'm still to this day, and I will be forever because this is truly a journey. There are things I find out about myself every day that make me go, whoa, really? We're still here? Oh, we've not gotten past these things? And it takes me back to there's there's a quote that um, Benjamin Franklin said the education the education of the make sure I get this right now the education of the of the desert um, is so painful that many discontinue it something like that they discontinue it very quickly and this journey of transformation and self awareness and self knowledge. What it does is it, it shows you who you are. It shows you all of the things that have, has, that has gotten you to your visual perception that whatever, however you see the world, if that, whatever your reality is, is based upon how you see this world, how you see things, how you respond to things and people. I've never seen so many people offended by the smallest little thing in my life, and I was that person. I was there. Somebody could walk in the room and look at me and I was offended. Or I could look at them and I was offended. Just just straight up honest with you. But it took me to have to say, there's something wrong with that. This is controlling mm-hmm. your life. This is a part of you that you got to deal with. And that's what most of us are not willing to embark upon is that true knowledge of self as you are. 
recognizing, owning all of it, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and being willing to do what it takes to establish character, which is basically knowing who you are to the point where people, places, and things don't move you. That is my journey. That is the place. That is why I get up every day and deal with my good, my bad, and my ugly so that I will get to a place, because I'm not there yet, but I am closer. I tell you I am in the desert. I'm not coming out of the desert. That going back to the quote that Benjamin Franklin, the education of the desert, it's so painful that people, people give up quickly. They want out. But where are you going back to? And is, is that worth it? Because it's hell to wake up and write, and you always, I already told you, I'm not going to do hell twice. This is hell here. I, I just can't take a chance on doing hell twice. It's hell to live like I was living. To me, it's hell to live in this cage that you are not, you, you're, you're in your body, but you're not, who, you don't know who you are. You don't know this body you're in. You don't know yourself. That is hell to me. That is my reality. That is my perception and my reality. So I choose the desert. If the desert is where I will learn and grow and get some cuts and bruises and they heal, then I'm willing to take the desert. Get me off the road because the road is where everybody is. And, and from what I, what I see, everybody, I don't want to be like everybody because it doesn't matter how much money someone has. They get the good job, they get the great car, they get the house, they get the, the fire wife, the fire husband, yet they're still searching for something. They're searching for self. Tammy, I think I think uh I think what we what we need to realize is that if we don't embrace what reality is or if we don't accept those things that are in front of us, I think eventually reality smacks us right in the face. Meaning, maybe I am trying to tell you something that might help you and you're not listening. Eventually, it's going to smack you in the face. Maybe no one is trying to tell you anything. Maybe God is trying to tell you. Maybe life is presenting all these signs to you. If you don't accept what's in front of you, and sometimes what's in front of you is things need to change. And if you don't, it catches up to you. That's just life. And I think that's why it's important to just take things for what they are, for what they should be, because it's going to catch up to you. So you're better off just accepting things for what they are and just going with it. And not thinking that just because you've done something for 20 years doesn't mean that's the way it should be. 
the older we we get, the more we are against change. But that's not helping us. And that's why it's so hard for us to get along. That's why it's so easy for older people and younger people to disagree or to be at, to be at war. That's why it's so easy for light and dark people to be at war. Because it's a divide and conquer spirit. Whatever it takes to keep us separated. Mm. And the only power we have is education and money. What do we do with both of those things? And I'm speaking generally, overall. We throw both of them away. Or we don't get the most out of them. Yeah, we go to school, but what are we doing with the education? Yeah, we we, we get a paycheck, but what are we doing with our money? That's the power that we have. But we don't do the most with those two things. And I remember last year, Tamari and I spoke at a church, and my my topic was don't believe what they tell you. And there were so many scriptures that I went into. And the reason why the title of the message was don't believe what they tell you is because I know what's out there. I know what people are told in churches, at least the ones that I've been to, and even ones that I haven't been to. I listen to people who go to other churches, and I'm like, okay, so this thing is universal. There's a curriculum for this because they're telling you the same thing no matter what church you go to. And I'm like, where did you read that? Where did you read that? Tammy, I had a boy. Uh, actually, they had an assembly for all the kids who haven't gotten in trouble. That's the e. That, that's the easy way to put it. Short version. <clears throat> and I had. So they asked me to keep. They said there were too many kids who had gotten in trouble for you know the security guard and the ISD teacher in school detention. So they asked me and another guy to take on some kids, and then we decided to put all the kids together that that we had. And we made the kids tell us why they were missing out on this assembly for the kids who hadn't gotten in trouble. And I got to one kid, (laughs) and he's telling me why he got in trouble or what happened. And he said, well, teacher told me she was going to give me more homework, so I told her F you. And then I called her an H. I said, you called her a hoe? A garden tool? I said, 
He's like, no, I said whore starts with W. And all the kids started laughing. But my whole point to him was, at least know what you're talking about. And if you're going to use, you're going to call a teacher a whore, know how to spell it. But in this boy's mind, he bad. And not because somebody's told him that or because, you know, people are trying to make him think that. No, in his mind, he has come up with this. Oh, I'm bad. And I told him, you don't know how to be good and you don't know how to be bad. Like, you just all messed up for life. But in his mind, somebody's given him false impression that here he is, some bad kid, and he's determined to be this bad kid. He's made it up. Oh, this is what bad is on TV. This is what bad is in in the office. So I got to be this kid because I want to be bad. But he don't even know how. Rodney, that goes back to per, to what we said earlier. Perception is what we use to give meaning to our environment. And again, I'm I mean I'm glad you guys know we Rodney and I are all for our young people because they are our future. They are they will determine where we go and what kind of life we will live. What what everyday life will be about. And we're losing them by an alarming number. And if you think about what Rodney just said, that young man's perception and reality, boy, would I like to know um, and have a sit down with him. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're not, we're so busy as adults um, still trying to find ourselves and find our way. And some of us, no, not some, most of us just simply need to grow up. Grow mm-hmm. up and, def- and, and realize that we're not that 16-year-old kid and no one's really to blame uh, for where we have landed. Because, again, as we said, the one thing you do have control over is how you respond and react to the things that happen to you, to <clears> your <throat> life. And then you, in doing that, you will learn to control, to choose, if that's a better word to say, to choose your perception, through your unlearning, through your detangling of your own life. Your, through your own character, establishing your character, which goes back, and we've not said this in a while, about uh, we, we used to start the show out with, you know, sow a, you sow a thought, you reap an action, you sow an action, you reap habit, you sow habit, you reach character, and your character becomes your destiny or your lifestyle. But for this particular show, just use lifestyle. So it all starts with your thinking, your thought process, your perception of your world and who you are. And the reality of that comes out in your, through your, your actions, your behavior. So these, these, these young people, that young man, again, he is, he is bringing meaning to his environment. I remember hearing the story, and I think I've shared, you, shared this with you as well, Rodney. Um, I took this, this class called Getting Ahead in a Just Getting By World, and it, it really focused on poverty and the mindset of poverty and, and what happens. And I, I agree and disagree with, with a lot of this. I agree with the, 
the whole concept of learning about poverty. However, I disagree with telling or making people, especially young kids, think that they're in poverty, that, uh, that giving them that poverty mindset at such an early age, because where do you go from there? Because in some, the way I was taught, if you, if you have food, you have a place to live today, you are not in poverty. You may not have the state, but you have food. And so we, I, I just wanted to, to throw that in there. But this, this, doing this, uh, one of the classes, the instructor, uh, it was a real-life story, a young kid, this teacher, uh, was told him that she knew that he was failing, purposefully failing her class and school altogether. And his comment was, yes, because where he's from, you don't make, nobody makes A's, and if you do, you're picked on. You know, in his neighborhood, he makes A's, he's going to be an outcast. Yeah. You know, if he does good in school. And so she, of course, carried the conversation on enough to where she came to this agreement with him as a teacher. Well, can you just, can you give me some D's or C's? Can you just agree not to fail, but just make, you know, make D's, make C's? And so you think about the mindset and his perception based on his environment and where he had to go back to every day, day after day, and be in an environment that says, you, we don't make A's in this environment. We don't do, we, even if we know, we don't, we don't get good grades here. And yeah. so the reality of that is because we're not going anywhere further than our mothers and our fathers. This is it for us. So as Rodney said earlier, why, if that's the reality, then why am I going to come to school and, and make A's? Why am I going to go home and study for this test? Because I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I don't need that for where I'm going to end up. And so while we're so busy as women, men, mothers, fathers, adults, being children, Operating as children, <laughs> still running out doing the things that kids do, being offended as a child would be, because you know maybe you took their toy. Again, I've never seen so many grown, offended people by the least thing, by the smallest thing. That's because there's yeah. no identity, there's no awareness or knowledge, and so. Um, Rodney, I don't know about you. I see that we do have callers, uh, and I don't know if we said this. I think we just kind of went right into this show because we were so excited about this particular topic. But the, the the phone lines are open, so if you guys have a question or a comment, select the number one. Uh, we'd like to hear what your thoughts are about perception and, and reality. If the show has helped you, what will you do differently tomorrow? I just think people, we have to grow up. We 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 have to realize number one that uh, your reality is your reality and don't impose it on someone else's unless you get to really understand who they are, where they are, and where they come from and how they see the world and why they see the world as they do. Um, and even then, it's only your, your my opinion, it is only your, your duty then to just try to help under, to understand and help them see a different light if you truly feel like that is... Um, a bad place for them. If they've arrived to this reality um, because of of some things uh, that were put upon them that 
that should not have been because we do have a lot of that going on. You know, kids are raising themselves and they're becoming bitter and angry at a very young age. And those children, in most cases, what has happened today with adults, they've grown up with all these unfinished things, with all these feelings, rejection, fear, um, anger, unloved, and all these things. And so you have these grown people that are walking around still as, as children. The Bible speaks about that as well. You know, and it's time to, to, to get out the milk, get out the milk. And you, it's funny because the older we get, <laughs> the less milk we can tolerate. For me, I don't know about y'all, but I got to get out the milk. Yeah, I'm going to have to go to 2% for real, you know. But And so things change. People change. You know, life is complex. And it's different for all of us. And so with, with, with all of us coming from, we're different races. I thought that was so powerful what you said about the light and dark people um, are at war. And there's so many distractions and we're so separated in everything until it's driving us crazy. Because if there's one God, then how can we be so separated? How can we be so separated if there's one God who made us, who made you dark, me, light, you, brown, her, brown, her, or whatever you want to say, how can we be so separated? And how can we feed off that, off of that daily? Because somewhere mm. down the road, that perception has become our reality. That perception of slavery and the effects of it has become the reality that we must remain separated. We must remain divided. And how is that working for us? Again, no matter how much money some people get, no matter they upgrade on the house, the car, the girl, the guy, they get it all. They go, they go to college so they can get the title in front of their name or behind it or whatever. They get married to get the title in front or whatever. Yet, suicide is at an alarming rate. And it's mostly people who have everything that the world says you're supposed to get and has visually did everything that the world says you're supposed to do, yet they're taking their lives. They're popping pills to, to get up and function during the day and popping pills to go to sleep at night. Yet we have all these things, all this knowledge, but somehow it's not working. Tamara, I'm going to read this out. Open. Chat room. Okay. Yep. And it says, uh, I thought my I thought that my grandmother was rich and a world traveler and the smartest woman in the world the whole time she was raising me. My grandmother never graduated from elementary school and was the equivalent to the ladies in the movie The Help. Oh, wow. Then the person uh, went on to say, if that was on a test, I would have flunked that one because she was the richest, smartest, most enterprising woman ever. And she said, I would be too. So that made me think of something, though. So thank you um, in the chat room because that made me think of something. And here was, here's what it made me think of. I think a lot of times we look at people and we form opinions 
based on things that have nothing to do with what is actually on the inside of that person. You find a person who is ambitious, hardworking. It may seem like they have a lot, but in all actuality, they don't have what you think they have. I think a lot of times we look at white people and we automatically assume they're Republicans. Mm -hmm. We look at black people and we automatically assume they're Democrats. We look at tall people and automatically assume they play basketball. We see guys with hoodies on and he's going to rob us. I think that we look at people and based on the way that they appear to us physically or based on what comes out of their mouth, we start to form opinions about those people. When we really don't know, good or bad, we don't know what's going on with those people. But I do think that how we perceive them is based on what we believe is our reality. However, how much trouble does that get us in? How many opportunities do we miss out on because we stereotype people? And we think just because of certain things that we can see we think that's just the way it is. You know, Rodney, when you talk about opinions of um, we meet people, I want to go back there because I thought of something earlier. I'm glad you brought that up. But I was actually talking with someone earlier um, about <laughs> when you meet someone, just think about your sort mm-hmm. of people. How how many times, or when is the last time? Just just go back to the last time. You you've met someone and you 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 receive this perception of them based on many things. It could be where you met them, you know, where where you first met them, how they were dressed, uh, the things that they said, and so you put this put them on this either high. Um, you put them up high or you put them low, wherever it might be. But let's just say that you put them on this high pedestal based on all these things, dress, where you met them, how they talked, who was with them, blah, blah, blah. And time passes. And one thing after another shows, I mean, maybe, I don't know, let's just say you just undress them one thing after another until you really get down to, the seat of the soul, I guess. You really get down to the meat of who they are. How many, how yeah. often does that happen where your your first impression and your opinion, which was based on all, everything other than what it, what it should be based on, how often does it happen that you are so off and so wrong and you so miss, you so missed it until it's almost unbelievable? That has happened to me so many times until I have come to a point to where, you know what, you just 
I don't, I, I don't really need to sum you up. And if I feel like I do, then maybe this is not the time we need to meet. So I'm starting mm-hmm. to put people in places neither good or bad, and I'm just going to let this happen out and then see you for who you are. Because in, in, in thinking that way, based on the past, I failed. Like, I have failed in some judgment. On a on a great on a many many people, I mean on the true character yeah. of who they really really are, and so even we gotta get we gotta learn to not get caught up in trying to define people and put them in this bracket or in this place, and and let life just do let let life do life I guess if that's a good way to say it let life happen. <laughs> I'm with you, Tammy. I, I, I think that I think that being small minded should really be a handicap. Or being closed minded. Like you should you you should be on somebody's handicap list because it's only going to harm you. It's only gonna put you in a bad spot. And Why is it that we are so afraid to broaden our horizon? Why is it that we're so afraid to meet new people, to go new places, to try to understand? Rather than try to get people to understand us, why don't we try to understand people who are not like us? Because there's only one of us, and it's a whole lot of other people. Why not try to understand other people rather than try to get them to understand you? Are you that important? That it's got to be all about you? It's all about how you feel? I would like for our audience to think about that. And as we wind down, Tammy, here are the last things that I'm going to say. I want all of us to think about the people, the things that have shaped our personality. And here's what I got, and you feel free to add to what I'm about to say, but here's what I'm going to end with. Think about your parents, your friends, family members, community, your experiences, your pastor or your church, and probably the biggest one, the media. I'm going to say the media and the, and your pastor probably have the biggest influences over adults, just my guess. How have those people and those things impacted how you perceive things?
Think about those things. Hmm. And that's where I'm going to end. Ronnie, this has been this has been um, a great show for for many many reasons. It was one that I really needed to come back to. Um, just just for me as well, just just to get back to uh, a place. Because this world, you guys, people are changing things. Things, people change, things change. Things happen um, for the good and for the bad as it relates to our personal lives. And and if we don't get to a place where we can understand or we do understand who we are and control um, our perception of things so that we are living in our own reality. Because if we're going to continuously try to keep up with the world, and we're going to continue to lose for many reasons mm-hmm. um, because the world is going to forever change and in most cases not for the better. The, the world is so egotistic, if that's the way to say the world is, or hungry for evil, seemingly, as Rodney pointed out, the, the, the scripture in uh, Revelation 7. Um, there's such a spiritual warfare going on now, and there's just not enough people me included, praying and saying that word and being equipped. There's just not enough enough equipped people. And yeah. I know for me, I feel so displaced in this world. And there's a lot of people who are, I just keep encountering people who say, you know, I'm tired. And as I was reading today and came across, which I remember what book I was in, but it talked about when you are fatigued, that means you are spiritually depleted. It's not about, mm-hmm. you know, the, the fatigue that you talk about, you know, I'm working and I'm tired. But it, it, and I've never really heard it put that way about being fatigued, that you're, you're, the light is not shining, something's going on. And a lot of people, it's interesting because cause this last week or so, I've heard many people who said, I'm just tired. I'm just tired because <laughs> it seems like, I mean, there really are. Because even, even us, Rodney and I come here, and it, it took a lot for me today. For, for whatever reason, I just, I, I just had to have me a 30-minute nap <laughs> today before this show. I mean, because it, it really does deplete you. And to come on, we don't have, we don't have the listeners that um, – Show that talks about you getting, you know, a guy or you in this relationship. You guys will flock. Well, I'm not going to say you guys because you all are listening. But the world will flock to talk shows as such that are talking about, you know, your relationships and things like that. Yet, divorce rates are high as ever. You're going to get all this knowledge. It's kind of like getting the car getting the Michael Kors purse, you just want to be there. It's like Rodney said, you want the education, but you don't get, you do, you do nothing with the knowledge. You go get the degree, but you do nothing with what you learned. So it's like mm-hmm. we are caught up in this whirlwind of, of nothingness. Is that a word, teacher? Of nothingness. We're just caught up. <laughs> it's a word on this show. And we, <laughs> good. And we seem to like it. Well, I don't. 
Because like I said, I want to do hell twice. This is hell to me. This is hell to me. This 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 world is hell to me. And maybe that's why, Rodney, because you just told me this, who's in it for sure. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's, it's just time to realize that wherever you are, and we said this many times on this show, wherever you are, no one's to blame because you have the choice to choose your reaction or to whatever happens to you. Some people say war is necessary. Some people say it's not. Who's right? Who's wrong? And they have their own reasons to validate it. Some people look at death or take death as as ammunition to live life even the greater or to embrace life. And some people take see if death happens in their family and it and it destroys it. So it's just a matter of perception and your reality. And again, I'll say perception is really about bringing meaning and life to your environment. So what is your environment? And don't think so far as to where you live. You, because you are with you wherever you go. Who are you? Who are you? And like Rodney said, are you so important that everybody has, everybody in the world has to believe like you, think like you, say what you want, when you want, how you want it. Do, Do it just like you would do it. And that's a tough question to answer, because it takes it it takes work in the in the desert. It takes you going in in the desert sometimes alone to say, you know what? Think I think that was I, I think I was there. You know, I wanted the world to to adapt around my circle. Believe, do, say, speak, go to bed, wake up when when I needed them to. And it's 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 it's, it's, it's just not that way. Life is complex, and we all come from different complexities, all. And so think about this show tonight and hopefully learn to allow people to live and operate in their reality. And what you can do is try to understand. And this is new for me. Rodney, I know you might not think that, but it's, it's, it's new for me. Sometimes I look at people like, I just, no, I'm, uh, I just don't want to deal with it. nothing. But I'm serious. Like, it's just, so it's, it's, it, that's, that's not, that's a, it's a bad place to be. But again, because I choose to stay in that desert and deal with the pain of the knowledge of myself as I am. Because it's all you can do. You can't change me, Rodney. I can't change you. I can't. I could change me and hope that something you see in me, and even that becomes a difficult task for many people because people will change, and the first thing people will say is something's wrong with them because we're not like, we don't want to remain on that road that everybody is traveling. And why would I? Because yeah. I already remember, I'm, I, I do read my word, and it does say the gate is narrow, so if all y'all going this way and it says the gate is narrow, I might better think about this and choose another route. <laughs> Preach. I mean, and it has to get to that point. You have to say, I'm on the road with the world. I'm going to I'm gonna make a choice to go deal with my perception that has become my reality. I'm going in this desert. 
that's what we're not willing to do. We're not willing to deal with who we are, to become what God has created us to be. Let that be your perception and your reality for a few days. Are you willing to go to the desert? Are you willing to give up some things, some friends, some actions, so that you can, to be honest with yourself, Brighton, people, like you said, people are not living. They're just existing. And that's why they keep yeah. searching for something new to buy, um, you know, the, all this new stuff. Well, what happens when the new becomes old? Because there is everything, everything grows old, used. So... <laughs> Great show tonight. I, I hope that you guys were quiet because you were you were taking it all in because um, you hung in with us. It's nine thirty eight for for me, Rodney. Ten thirty eight for you. Um, and we again, well, I didn't plan to go this long. I thought we'd be on an hour and and get off. But 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 thank you to all all of you, especially for you you who come back Monday after Monday because again, we are not the um, popular show as it as it the world sees it is because very few times we're gonna play with you because unless you're right, your relationship's not gonna be right. Man, mm-hmm. woman, boy, girl, unless you are together and you get it together because you're gonna want your reality to be his reality. Or you're gonna want your reality to be her reality. You want them to see the see the world as you see it. And that's not what coming together is about. And so we want to really equip you with what is needed for you to be who you are while embracing who someone else is, especially the person you choose to do life with. And so I ask you, my last words is, do you think, look out into the world, look out into the world and see the people. Is what we're doing, is what we're allowing, is it working for us? Is it working for you? Or are you just showing up to be a part of the game? No matter where they, where they, where they put you, how often you have to go back, they may not even let you play. Are you just showing up so that you can be there in the midst of people that you don't know, don't like, because you don't even like yourself? What is your perception? What is your reality? What is your perception of you, your life, and the people around you, everything about you? What is your perception of it? And how is the reality of it working for you? Those are my last words, Rodney. Um, I'm going to turn it back over to you. (laughs) Um, I just want to remind everybody uh, one thing. And I said this at the beginning of the show, and that is instead of looking to make a comment when you get into a discussion or when you get into a a conversation, ask questions. Find out where people's lines of thinking come from. Find out why they do the things that they do, why they do them the way that they do them. 
and where that all comes from. You'll find that you'll get a lot further by asking questions rather than making comments. And those are my final words. Any announcements, Tammy, before I start the music? Oh, my gosh. Not not tonight. I'll save them for next week. I really need to get them out next week. So not tonight. All righty. All yours. And was there was there a request tonight? Yes, there was or is. <laughs> Which song did you want me to play? <laughs> I forgot now. Speak life. Speak life, speak life, speak life in your life. That is well, how we're going to end this show. Okay. I'm going to play it right now. That's how we're going to end this show. To All right. Have a good night, thank everyone. You, thank you so much for tuning in to tonight's show. We hope that you have a blessed week. We hope that you have a great night, and we will see you back here next Monday, same time, same station. Good night, everybody. Some days life feels perfect. Other days it just ain't working. The good, the bad, the right, the wrong, and everything in between. Yo, it's crazy, amazing. We can turn our hearts through the words we say. Mountains crumble with every
perfect. 